We're talking about the history of humanity and how we have been influenced. And it's like, we, we deserve to know that. And we deserve the technologies that are being suppressed because it's really just keeping us in that prison. It's a psychological war. It's a war against good and evil. And if they don't keep you trapped in the left and right paradigm that they created, then they can't psychologically work you like they want to. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the It Can't Be a Joke podcast. This is a place where we have open dialogue about a variety of different topics, such as non-human intelligence, corruption exposure, spirituality, and ancient history and mythology. Our mission is to expose the truths and knowledge that have been kept from humanity for all too long. With support and global consciousness, our aim is to bring down the military, pharmaceutical, banking, and oil industrial complexes who are responsible for endless wars and keeping half the world in poverty. I'm Melissa Green. And I'm Kevin Kelly. Let's blast off. Let's. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode eight of the It Can't Be a Joke podcast. And today we're going to be covering a topic that you don't see in the mainstream media as much as it should be because it is, I, I want to say, one of the number one problems, the number one problem in the world, and that is human trafficking. Yep. So we got a lot that we're going to be discussing today, and it's going to be a series over... We don't know how many episodes yet, but we've been spending the past couple of weeks doing a lot of research on a variety of different topics. But yeah, it's going to be multiple parts and... Yeah, it's a lot to dive into. It's kind of a, a never-ending chase for all of the information and all of the answers. But in my opinion, it's the number one issue. And the biggest red flag on all this stuff we're going to talk about is that no one talks about it. Right. It, no it, one talks about it. And if they're going to try to save lives and act like they care about humanity, then why aren't they talking about the biggest issue yeah. ever? We have millions of people being trafficked. Modern day slavery exists and it's just, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's hideous. There, it's, it's going on all around us and we don't even know it. And the numbers that we're going to get into today are really going to baffle you a little bit on how big of an issue this is and to the highest parts of society in which it really goes to. Absolutely. But we do want to get you up to date with what we've been doing over the past few weeks. A little, a little bit of uh... a lot. Yeah. Well, kitchen floor is now done. Thank you, Claude. We got some tiles laid and I tried to redo the kitchen floor myself with these glue down <laughs> vinyl strips and I totally messed it up. And, and we've been we've been haunted with goo. Goo everywhere. All over the place. I've gotten so much goo gone. I remember I was like, I'm gonna do this and I just went and didn't even really research as much on how to do it. And they put way too much glue on the strips and either way. So then we were gonna try to lay this tile and I'm like there's no way that we're going to we're going to mess this up. So yeah. so I hit up Claude and another big thing this last week that I just I just want to say um you know we're from Omaha, Nebraska and 
we're we're big Creighton fans. We're big Nebraska basketball fans as well. Some people may call us a Jaysker. I don't really care. Jaysker? Jaysker. Oh, Jaysker. because okay. you root for the Jays and I like Nebraska. That. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't have any pro teams here. I just like Nebraska sports, college sports doing well. So this past week, Creighton whooped hmm. UConn's ass, the number one team in the country that was our first time ever beating a number one team that was yeah incredible my my parents were there big big shout out they got a lot of great great footage from the sidelines that was it was actually my dad's first Creighton game ever and what a great wild what a great game to go to for your first first game yeah that was so fun to watch and to watch the the UConn men's basketball team just suffer a horrendous defeat by Creighton's hands. Um, so that was awesome. <laughs> they I have... love watching basketball. It's the most exciting sport to watch. It's fast-paced. You kind of have to mm. think on your feet. you got to be smart. You know, it's not mm. like it's not like old push and toss. Push and tackle? <laughs> push and tackle. The push and tackle. Tackle ball. <laughs> tackle ball. The, UConn two years ago, the reason I am giving them a lot of shit right now, they had this little advertisement for the game two years when they were going to play in Omaha and it was just two of their star players standing in a cornfield with like corn in their hands or something. And then like the Nebraska sunset behind them, like there's a go, yeah, we're going to go play in Nebraska. You know, we'll, we'll probably kick their ass, but you know, we're seven and two versus UConn now. Um, so it just, it just, we, you know, when I saw that meme and you're kind of, they were kind of making fun of Nebraska and you know, Oh, the flyover state. The flyover state. We, we're, from, we're from Connecticut. Well, guess what? We never forgave and we never forgot. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm just I looking at it for the first time. Do you see it? Um, This one? How, oh, my God. Send that to me, please. Oh, I've been no. looking for that forever. It's just kind of, I don't know what to make of it. It's a joke. Oh, yeah. It's a joke. Hey, cornfields are pretty, you know? Why wouldn't... Yeah, I guess. Except that's not what Omaha looks like. Yeah. It's... uh, That's true. They're just standing in a cornfield. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Omaha. Oh, but, you know, we do love our corn. But that's been the past week, and, yeah, the dogs are doing great, and they're being... uh, just cuties. They're out back right now. They're looking at us. Hey, Rose. <laughs> hey, baby. She's like, what are you doing? I know. I'm glad that window's right there. Hi. Now we can see her. Hey, boo. I know. She's like, uh, where's the ball? Where's the fetch? Where's the ball? So most of our time has been researching. And, you know, if you don't follow us on X, there's lots of great conversations we've been having over there. Yeah. X, I would say, is it's the number one social media platform. At this time, I, I, it's really all I use anymore. I'll hop on Instagram every once in a while, but X is, it's just, there's so much information and stuff that you can learn about anything that you want to learn about. And it's just, it's so much better than Instagram. And I, I did a post a couple of weeks ago. We did a, a chemtrails post, which is stratosphere aerosol injection. That is, it's, if you Google that, it's basically their, the i mean whoever they is you know the people who run the world and who make these decisions that no one knows about are spraying the the sky with these chemicals essentially that are 
They're there to spread and block out the sun to curb uh, global warming and climate change. But guess what? There is zero point energy technology out there that would solve the climate change problem right away. But the secret societies are and the secret societies across the entire world. But, you know, like CIA here and, you know, Freemasons, Illuminati, all those. I hate them. Mm -hmm. But they're hoarding that technology, which would solve the issue. Yeah. Um, so they're spraying all this stuff over us and there's a lot of these different chemicals in it and it's ridiculous. But I, I posted that to TikTok and Instagram and then they took it down citing misinformation. I'm like, we were just asking what the, what the chemtrails are and then providing our theories and then they took it down citing misinformation. You know what? <laughs> you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chemtrails are different than contrails. There's a, there's a huge, huge, huge. difference. We interrupt this conversation for an emergency public service announcement. Chemtrails have ample amounts of chemicals that they claim are to curb climate change through stratosphere aerosol injection. But these particles are being showered down upon us, leaving a layer of the nanoparticles all over the earth so that the military and intelligence agencies can have a live, real-time, infrared view of the entire country and even the world for mass surveillance from planes and satellites. If that isn't enough, anything with a Wi-Fi signal from computers to smartphones and smart light bulbs to your TV can now detect and track you in your house and anywhere you go. They relay this information back to the intelligence agencies and the military. This is why the 5G towers are going up everywhere. It isn't to make your Wi-Fi capabilities better. It is for mass surveillance. You are being watched, poisoned, and also microwaved by these extremely potent 5G signals and chemtrails. Call me a gook. And it's just funny. They, freedom of speech, you know, that's been lost. It really has. It sucks. It's yeah. sad. Julian Assange, like all of that. And that's the cabal. That's all the elites. Julian Assange, who created WikiLeaks, mm -hmm. he's just... The, this week, or in the next couple of days, I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming out if he's going to be freed from being unlawfully held in UK. And they're trying to get him over to the United States to hold him in prison here. It's like he found information and he's, he's a journalist. For 175 years, they want to sentence him. I'm just like... Who are these? I mean, my my biggest thing right now is just like, who who's running the show? And mm -hmm. I just want to say a big old screw you. I'll be trying I'll try not to use too many F-bombs, but yeah, they're, who are these people that get to claim that that's what's going to be done? And I just, it's so backwards. And Everything. anytime they come out and try to say, oh, we're doing this for your own health and safety, that's bullshit. A couple of points that I wanted to make before we get into the issues of human trafficking and what's been going on lately. There are a couple 
things that rise to the top when you think about causes of death every year. Cancer is one of them. Heart disease is number one. A lot of the sightings around heart disease, they say, you know, inactivity, obesity, smoking is one of them. But you think if if they were really worried about our own health, that they would say they would make it mandatory to get out in exercise and you need to do this every day. You your um your employer needs to offer you a discount. They need to have certain facilities that are nearby. Like society would look different if they really cared. Let's see, in 2021, there were 106,699 drug overdose deaths just in the U.S. They don't care. They don't sit there and tell us how to... No, they're, they're not looking at the problems that are happening right now in, in our country. And, I mean, alcoholism and, and drug use is, is huge here, and it's huge across the entire world. Yeah, that the same the same number um, along with drug overdoses, alcohol deaths, um, liver disease, and cirrhosis are both in the top ten causes, uh, main causes of death every year. They shove drinking in your face everywhere you go. It's promoted in everything. You know, every other commercial is going to be you know your Corona sitting on a beach. What they don't talk about in those commercials is the people who you know, have alcoholism and have severe issues with it, which is so many people who binge drink more than two drinks uh, in a night. Like that's a lot of people. And they don't talk about how, what it really does is that it can cause severe depression. It makes people, you know, do crazy things, you know, getting fights at bars, whatever. They want to keep you inside. They want to keep you depressed. Oh, alcohol causes domestic abuse and violence? Well, sure. Let's give them more of that. But then there's other drugs out there like, you know, psilocybin that can enhance the mind and, you know, do so so many more beneficial things than alcohol does. But that's what's legal. So I just got to say another one of those. Screw you. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'll I'll try to find the there was a TED talk from this really amazing doctor in the UK and he, they basically decided that alcohol is the most harmful drug above heroin because of all of the societal issues that it causes, the domestic abuse. For a simple example like you said a bar fight, that's as simple as it gets. How often does that happen? All the time. All the time. Then you don't think about car accidents. That's in the top 10 um, causes of death every year. And then, I mean, you know, depression caused by it, it keeps you in this downward spiral. Yeah, they I... want us to be depressed, lazy, numb, stupid. Yeah, it it really, it, I mean, back in the day when, when I did drink it, it was a, all right, finally feeling good again. The hangover is now officially worn off and I'm back to normal. But then, you know, Friday night comes around and all right, we are back at it. And just the hangovers and the loss of sleep and the anxiety that that comes with it. It's just like, this is not a lifestyle that you're not, you're not going to be able to get done the things that you want to want to do. If you, if you do have a problem with drinking, which I, I liked it. Back in the day. I, I guess, you know, the truth is I never really did like it. I hated it. Mm. I hated it, but I felt like I needed it. Yeah. I asked you this the other day. How many people are actually true social drinkers? How many people go to the doctor and say, yeah, I'm just a social drinker? A lot of people. Mm-hmm. They, you know, a lot of people are, and then so many people aren't social drinkers. Yeah. 
one of the main things is I, I think Nebraska needs to, I mean, the whole country needs to legalize weed, mar- marijuana. <laughs> but yeah, I think it would be so hilarious if Nebraska out of nowhere just suddenly legalized weed and legalized psilocybin. Talk about getting a huge influx of people to move to the state to a state that most people aren't thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to move to Nebraska. Legalize psilocybin and legalize marijuana, and you're going to get a huge influx. All the people that left for Denver. Exactly. <laughs> All the people or that anyone. left Nebraska. So many people from Nebraska go to, you know, Colorado, Oregon. Cause... Chicago. It just any. Well, I'm talking about places that were legalizing. Oh, yeah. Uh, marijuana and psilocybin. Yeah. First. Mm-hmm. But there's much more liberal than Nebraska can be as well, but tell, I'm not going to get into that. Tell me about the war on drugs, because I remember you talking to me about that with Nixon, right? And it started with Nixon. No, it was with Reagan and Nancy Reagan was his wife. And her big thing was just say no. But they were all in cahoots with the cartel. You know, the Clintons used to have their big operation with cocaine going on in Arkansas. Did you guys know that? And that's... Clinton's a cokehead? No! Big shock there. <laughs> he lied about everything. He's, I mean, and so is Hillary Clinton. Oh, she was, it's funny how I was watching, I, I just actually heard someone posted this clip of a Terry Gross interview, and she hosts Fresh Air on NPR. She's like, probably my favorite radio. She's just so good. She's always interviewing a new um author or politician or someone in the arts and she wasn't raising her voice she was asking hillary clinton why she used to like not support gay marriage and then she flipped and said she did which all politicians do they flip back and forth to get where they want to go and then they're like oh no i was yeah i changed my mind she was such a capital b to terry gross telling her like just shutting her down she wouldn't even answer the question and i'm just like every time i hear something about her i just filled with rage they were they had their coke operation and that's actually kind of part of it 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 seeps into the human trafficking thing too they used people humans kids to traffic drugs too that's ridiculous the reason i brought up that interview is just because the media will tell you what you want to hear when they think they're you know they've they've got you where they want you yeah. okay this is what we're going to do and say here perfect mm-hmm. great the media manipulation and the mind control can't can't trust the single media news outlet right now yeah and that's why i think it's the left and the right people joke that it's just it's media it's just like television and they joke that you know how you watch wwe wrestling which i feel like was kind of big when i was in elementary school with Dwayne Johnson and everything, but they act like they hate each other, but behind the scenes, they're shaking hands, saying, oh, good show. They cover the narrative that the billionaires who own the company tell them to cover. Right. It's not true news. You're not getting both sides of it. You're getting a complete one-sided, fabricated story to fit the narrative. And as long as they have you believing one or the other, they've got you where they want you. Yeah. And one other important statistic before we really dive into everything comes from DHT, which is Disrupt Human Trafficking, a 501c3 organization combating these horrendous crimes. They report that traffickers exploit 25 million people annually 
which is equivalent to the population of Australia. We mentioned that the victims are used for sex trafficking, drug trafficking, and other really evil things. Um, and it's an industry that averages $150 billion a year, and it continues to grow. So there you go. 25 million people a year, $150 billion annually. And we've also learned that in a lot of these trafficking rings, Satanism is -hmm. one of the main thing that's going on. Satanism. Yeah. Kids getting trafficked, sex trafficked, trafficked for drugs, but even deeper and darker stuff. That's the most evil thing that you could ever imagine. The most horrendous. You couldn't even imagine it. You couldn't believe that this would actually be happening on our planet. It's the it's your worst nightmare. Yeah. In 2024 these things are happening. And we we think that the the way that it needs to be combated is the head of the snake needs to be cut off. You can't just go after the low. You need to track the money trail and see see where, you know, who's funding it and the people at the top need to be brought down and it needs to be public. No private bullshit. No private hearings. None of that. They need to be, to be completely honest, like public execution. I don't give a shit. Yeah. People need, what to, they've people done. need to see. It, it's for the people that lead this thing. Yes. 100%. Can't just say, oh, yeah, he's just going to go. Because you know the, the elitist cabal that runs the world can just take him out of the prison, take him to some island, and you can just go live there till your day's end, like Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah. The people, the people deserve justice, and the people, the kids and humans that are being trafficked deserve justice. And it's very important for all listeners to know we have no political affiliation here. Um, it's a battle of good versus evil, and both parties have tremendously failed here in the United States. There, I, I don't think that it's good for anyone just to be pledging all of their allegiance to one of the parties. Like what you can see things on both sides that are beneficial. Let's be real. A new party needs to be created. And these big wig politicians that what are they really what are they really solving for us? And what are they actually doing? Go look at your roads, go look at all the government run institutions. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah. I don't know what they're solving. It's a mystery to me. It it really is because anything at, at the Capitol in Washington takes years to even get implemented. Yeah, it's a joke. There is a famous quote from the movie V for Vendetta, and I'm sure that so many of you guys have seen V for Vendetta. Go back and watch that. There's a quote that V says, the people should not be afraid of their government. The government should be afraid of its people. And that goes worldwide. And I think that's what we're seeing all throughout Europe right now with the farmers' protests and everything that's going on. They are afraid of its people. That's why they've got Julian Assange locked up. That's why they they lock people up. They murder. They Mm -hmm. kill. They intimidate. They blackmail. Whatever they can to keep their secrets hidden. Mm -hmm. And justice needs to be served. So many people who you will learn about in this podcast have mysteriously died from apparent suicides, heart attacks, car accidents, and any excuse under the sun to cover up what really has happened. Murder for speaking out against the elitist cabal that runs the world. People get mm-hmm. murdered. Yep. They get suicided. They didn't kill themselves. They got 
murdered and made to look like suicide. They have a heart attack. They die of poisoning, like the guy who invented the hydro car. Yeah, or... Stan Meyer. Yeah, or possibly if they, you know, I don't think Epstein committed suicide. I think if he's dead, someone came in there and killed him because they didn't want him leaking all of the information. The Clintons probably didn't, you know, the Obamas didn't want it. And if you look at his jail cell and, like, the little noose and everything, it's... It's such a joke. It's like, are you, you think that we're going to look at that and think that guy committed suicide that way? Right. And he either, this is either what happened, you know, someone killed him. Just, you know, they killed him or they took him out of there and there's a body double yeah, that was, you know, yeah. but we know, we know that he didn't just, just kill himself. So, you know, that Epstein was just one small piece of this global puzzle. Yes. And then we have all of our politicians, so many of our politicians being blackmailed by them because, hey, we got you on footage doing this from Mossad agents. Epstein was a Mossad agent. Mm-hmm. And that now we are in Israel's pocket to basically do whatever they want because they have us all blackmailed. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's the world we've been living in for a lot of our entire lives is blackmail. And they make it look like oh yeah we have the greatest country in the world and you vote and you they'll 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 take care of the issues that you think is most important because you vote this person into power no they don't they need to we need to go back to well not back to because we never had this what i think would be the best is just everyone votes on the issues i believe that's a direct democracy everyone okay. every single person you vote on laws and whatever mm-hmm. hey every month go down to the polling place let's go vote yeah. Because you know that these fucking politicians are bought off and bribed. It's it's just that we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs, mm-hmm. waiting for shit to get solved, and it never does. No, because like George Carlin said, it's a big club, and you're not in it. And we're not. We're not. It's a big club, you're not in it. A big club, but back to the V for Vendetta quote, it's like they should be, they are afraid of us, but... And there's so much more of us than there are of them. Yep. Like when you think about it, most people want a good, healthy, peaceful planet to just live on and just let me live. With zero point energy. That is the key because you know, I believe that that, inter- that technology is there. Tesla invented it so long ago. Many inventors have had similar inventions before for free energy and it never gets passed Mm-mm. because when they control your power and your you know your car and everything you need to keep working until you know you got to pay off you got to pay off your your power bills mm-hmm. you got to pay for your car you got to power your car with oil you got to power your house and then they they control you that way imagine free energy powering your house your car oh you're free now um get rid of the the elitist bankers who control the entire world take the debt away from the people you got free energy. You can you can have a green greenhouse in your backyard. I, I'm telling you, I think everyone deep down wants to be a farmer. But but like if if it's free, then you don't have to work your normal job anymore. Yeah, but we've been conditioned. We were talking about this last night that we're so much lazier. Like you know, hundreds of years ago, people used to be a lot tougher. They're not anymore. They've dumbed us down with everything. And, um, you know, I think there's good in, in technology and, and connecting and getting on X. But at the same time, they want you in front of your phones. They want you 
the um, Red Dead Redemption is one of the most lucrative pieces of entertainment ever created. Where you, what do you do? Create a character and you go around. Yeah, you're like a cowboy in that. Yeah, people would just prefer to do the video game. They don't actually want to get out there and do it themselves anymore. Well, and and with VR coming out, you're going to be able to just live in the video game. I know. Which sounds kind of fun from time to time. I'm not going to lie. Be cool to hop into the VR, but like they want they want everyone to be stuck inside and to not just here we're gonna spoon feed you the information here's what's happening in the world yeah (laughs) Yeah, for real right yeah right for real we were talking about this earlier um the chemtrails that they're spraying over overhead the stratosphere aerosol injection i think that they're trying to hide ufos too yeah it's it's like multiple things and i read somewhere the other day and don't quote me but nanoparticles or the nanotechnology is coming out from the um raining down from the chemtrails and how about all the weird shit that they're discovering in the COVID shots yeah i mean that's not a surprise no you know but they're they're showering overhead with it's everywhere the- it's it's in our soil now it you know you think it comes down in the air we're breathing it in it gets in our soil they're already putting it in our soil because they spray on our crops glyphosate which causes depression because it affects your digestion your neurotransmitters it the list goes on. They seep their evilness into everything. They really do. Call me a kook. <laughs> but what the <laughs> f- is going on here? Call me a kook. Please. <laughs> we advise everybody to research these topics as much as possible. Come to your own conclusions. Um, we have done a lot of due diligence here, scouring the web for multiple different articles on a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. I... I would not trust ABC, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, etc. One ounce anymore. They they cannot be trusted. Um, propaganda censorship campaigns, and we know that they're owned by the elitist secret society cabal that runs the world. They're, here's the narrative that you need to say: control the masses. They don't talk about the biggest issues because they don't want you to know that they're running this corrupt evil operation and it's been going on for centuries it's it's so much deeper than just epstein yeah it goes through all our not all obviously of our politics goes through our politicians judges lawyers down to the dude who's making your pizza yeah it's it's my point is the the opinions and documentaries that you will still hear on netflix or Tubi. get get down to get down to what the most important issue is Stop saying, oh, it could be this, it could be this. No, they're not coming out with the fact that human trafficking makes the cabal $150 billion a year. No. That no one's coming out and just flat out saying, actually, here's the biggest issue. Here's the biggest issue, but we're going to start World War III before that it it all comes to light. We're going to shut the power off for, you know, the whole country or for whatever we're gonna let all of these people cross our border we don't know who they are we don't know where they're coming from there's no documentation and now all of a sudden we're gonna start saying that these cyber attacks are coming from china our infrastructure and our borders are wide open it's it, it seems like a coup right now the stat is seven million undocumented immigrants in the country over the past two years seven million that's the size of a small country. 
mm-hmm. that are un- undocumented. There, there's shit happening all around the country every day that I'm reading about of stuff that's going on with these non-citizen people. Now, I understand families and people that are coming here truly to seek a better life and doing it the right way, but just the way that it's happening right now is an insurrection waiting to happen. So please, for the love of God, prepare, get food, get water, have self-defense, have a backup plan. There's a lot that goes on in these topics, and there's a reason that they have tried so hard to keep it under wraps and the the hideous acts that they do to keep people quiet. So it's just important. Um, but in this country and in every country, people should have freedom of speech to voice their opinion, to do research, and to come to their own conclusions. So we want to take a step back and discuss some of the operations that went on by our wonderful and lovely Central Intelligence Agency. CIA, FBI equals corrupt. Wouldn't trust them to do anything, to be completely honest. So let's go over some of the operations real quick so we can get an idea of how we got to where we are today. Operation Paperclip. You may have heard me talking about this before, but I want to dive into it a little bit more. Um, Operation Paperclip was you know, essentially after World War II, there was still a lot of people in Germany, you know, scientists, engineers, you name it, that had specific training and credentials and they wanted them over in the United States to help set up some of our stuff, especially like aerospace and like NASA, Mm -hmm. like getting those things fully going. Yeah, they wanted the knowledge about aerospace and all of that. They wanted the knowledge of, yeah, because I mean, Germany is so good at, you know, making cars and like planes and stuff like that and but the the thing to think about there were 1600 germans a lot of them were nazis and i'll get into that in a second that were brought over here and who's to say that when these people came over you know especially like the scientists and the the psychologists that they have aren't going to bring over a lot of the techniques that were used in nazi germany like brainwashing media propaganda all of it so you bring over all these people well how do we control the masses, well, they have these German scientists who studied this for a living and implemented this over there. And that's kind of what they did here. So back to Operation Paperclip, as World War II was entering its final stages, American and British organizations teamed up to scour occupied Germany for as much military, scientific, and technological development research as they could uncover. Trailing behind Allied combat troops, groups such as the Combined Intelligence Objectives Subcommittee began confiscating war-related documents and materials and interrogating scientists as German research facilities were seized by Allied forces. One enlightening discovery recovered from a toilet at Bonn University was the Ossenberg List, a catalog of scientists and engineers that had been put to work for the Third Reich. 1,600 of these Germans, along with their families, were brought to the United States to work on America, especially during the Cold War. The program was run by the newly formed Joint Intelligence Operations Agency, whose goal was to harness German intelligence resources to help develop America's arsenal of rockets and other biological and chemical weapons, and to ensure such coveted information did not fall into the hands of the Soviet Union. Although... Harry Truman officially sanctioned the operations. He forbade the agency from recruiting any Nazi members or active Nazi supporters. Nevertheless, 
officials within the JIOA and Office Strategic Services, OSS, the forerunner to the CIA, bypassed this directive by eliminating or whitewashing incriminating evidence of possible war crimes from the scientists' records, believing their intelligence to be crucial to the country's post-war efforts. So these same scientists and engineers that were part of, you know, Hitler's agenda and plan, mm-hmm. you, you know, all the creepy tests and stuff that they were doing, the evil acts that they were doing. Mm-hmm. How many of those guys were brought over here? Probably a lot. That's Operation Paperclip. That's one of the incentives to get involved in World War II was eventually they wanted to get information back from Germany and bring people over here. Correct? Before World War II? Yeah. Okay, we're going to team up and, and get involved because Britain was the one that was like, okay, we need to get the U. Br- Britain really wanted us involved in the war. I mean, they needed us. Mm-hmm. The whole, all the allied powers were. Yes, they, they wanted us in the war for sure. That moves us on to one of the next operations that was put into place, which was Operation Mockingbird. Mockingbird was essentially the CIA coercing and essentially, long story short, telling journalists what they can report on and how to tell stories to control the narrative. So it was a large-scale project undertaken by the CIA beginning in the 1950s, so right after they were bringing over ex-Nazis, German scientists, began in the 50s in which they recruited American journalists into a propaganda network. The recruited journalists were put on payroll by the CIA and instructed to write fake stories that promoted the views of the intelligence agency. Student cultural organizations and magazines were allegedly funded as fronts for this operation. So right there you have it. Um, they're not they're not teaching. When, when I was teaching, we never taught about Operation Mockingbird or Paperclip or the no. next one, Artichoke, Bluebird. We never taught about this stuff because it's a controlled narrative. Once again, the education systems are also institutionalized to present the narrative. Mm-hmm. And to not question the government. It's the same stuff that we were seeing, you know, in World yeah. War II time. You can't question the government. And, oh, if you are, well, we're just going to, we're, we're controlling these tech companies now that'll take down your posts and your info and whatever you mm-hmm. post about it. Misinformation. Mm-hmm. I'm at this point, I'm just like, I can't, I can't hear that shit anymore. Yeah. It's, I know. That was Operation Mockingbird. Now, the, the next one, which we just watched a movie on last night, it was actually, it was really, really intense and scary it was like watching a true story horror movie which it it was yes it was it 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 is a true story horror movie it was disturbing by all by all get out i don't know if that's the correct way that you say that phrase but it was you should watch it i can't remember exactly i think it was just called mk ultra yeah it came out in 2022 and mk ultra is pretty much operation artichoke bluebird Essentially, this was the CIA's brainwashing, mind control, mind manipulation initiative. So it can be called Operation Artichoke. Uh, Then it became, or first it was known as Operation Bluebird, and then it became Artichoke. And also this goes directly along with MKUltra. And Project Artichoke was a project developed and enacted by the United States Central Intelligence Agency for the purpose of researching methods of interrogation. Project Artichoke was the CIA's secret code name for carrying out in-house and overseas experiments using 
LSD, acid, hypnosis, and total isolation. So they were using LSD, hypnosis, and total isolation, meaning they put someone in a room, they're stuck in that room. Imagine just being stuck for days upon weeks in a room with no, back to V for vendetta. You know, being mm-hmm. stuck in a room, it's just like, you'll go crazy. These were, they used these as forms of psychological harassment for special interrogations on human subjects. The primary goal of Project Artichoke was to determine whether a person could be involuntary made to perform an act of attempted assassination. Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. Watch that movie. Denzel plays in it. The project also studies the effects of hypnosis, forced addiction, and the withdrawal from morphine and other chemicals, including the LSD, to produce amnesia and other vulnerable states and subjects. Yeah, and they would go um, pick up prostitutes and people that, you know, if this person is going to come say something against us, how much weight are they going to have? Right. You know, they would pick on super vulnerable people. Prostitutes, maybe a drug addict, maybe Mm -hmm. someone who's in in the prison system for... For whatever, maybe they didn't pay their taxes. And why is anyone, why are we paying taxes anymore? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. I'm about to just say it. <laughs> yeah. Because what is it going to? It's just going towards the wars. It's not going towards anything that we need here. And Artichoke was succeeded by Project MK Ultra, which began in 1953. So all, yeah. all these creepy ass things that are going on, media manipulation, brainwashing, mind control happens after operation right after operation paperclip where we bring over all these you know germans after world war ii Mm -hmm. um a lot of them being ex-nazis as we know people need to understand that history to understand the point to where our country is at right now february 24th 2024 what's going on you got to look back at these operations then you can see it and then you can say well can we really trust our intelligence agencies? Are they looking out for our best interests? I don't think so. They could hack into your smartphone at any point and listen to conversations that are that you're having. They could hack into cameras in your house. You know that they have this technology. Don't think yeah. that they don't. Yeah. You don't think that they wouldn't. Yeah. Can't trust them. Well, it's important to know the brainwashing and the political climate because they just, like you said, the CIA pays people off in the media, journalists, to write these stories. Right. Okay, so the reason we bring up these mind control operations is because it's really important to know that the CIA will pay off the media and journalists and police officers to lie and cover up a story cover up all of the corruption going on right they could also be threatened too yeah they threatened oh my gosh so many judges were threatened before you know during the epstein case it was i mean people oh it's so sad then we're learning a lot of the judges that sentenced him back in the day back in what 2006 or 7 when he first got a sentencing we're all friends with them anyway so he got a super light sentence even though he's trafficking people Uh, yeah why trafficking and raping kids they get off what did he serve like 12 months why is that not a life sentence if you traffic humans you are evil 
Yeah. Don't we need to keep evil off the streets? Yeah. So um, the business of modern day slavery, like I mentioned, human traffickers make $150 billion a year in profits. But it's estimated that only $124 million a year is spent globally fighting it. Human trafficking is the fastest growing criminal enterprise. So this podcast is inviting everyone to get educated and do more. And talk about it. Have the hard conversations with people in your in your family or your friends or whatever that if it gives you anxiety when you learn about this stuff. It should. Mm-hmm. You should. It should give you anxiety. It shouldn't. It's it's hideous crimes that are being committed. Yeah. It needs to be understood what's happening, though, so we can put an end to it. Yeah, it, it's very wide. There's, of course, sexual exploitation, um, but there's also stuff happening in third world countries and and where you know kids they have to mine all day and dig for diamonds and it's so dark and it goes so deep and And human human rights aren't being regarded so that's what pisses me off so much about covid and every time i see bill gates's face it's just like stop the jig is up we know. I, I mean, what, you, you don't care about humans. You don't care about our well-being. You don't. It's all for your agenda. Do listeners know that Bill Gates was doing experimental vaccine trials in Africa without them even knowing? And another important and, thing, which Bill Gates admits in an interview, that his dad, William Gates, started Planned Parenthood. So that's part of the agenda too for him. Mm-hmm. Bill yeah, Gates let's... is a mad, mad. He's a villain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say mad scientist because he's not a scientist. He's an he, idiot. No, he didn't invent he's, anything. He's a Harvard dropout. He didn't invent Microsoft. He bought the patent for cheap yeah. and then turned it into billions. He mm-hmm. He's an asset, too, to the cabal. Right. He's he's just, he's another asset. He's a, he's a lunatic. Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah. Um, yeah, because you think there's victims everywhere when it comes to human trafficking everywhere and it was really surprising to discover that a lot of a huge corrupt operation was happening in omaha nebraska it's a huge huge place for i don't know about underground tunnels i haven't done that kind of research i know they're all over the country but a lot of it happens through nebraska yeah through the crossroads it's of the right country. In the, yeah it's, it's right in the it's middle literally right in the middle mm-hmm. i remember hearing that a few years ago that you know human trafficking is pretty big and that college world series is a huge time that it happens college world series in omaha Hmm. that it's you know you you wouldn't even know no because it's so busy and crazy and everyone you know Mm -hmm. but this goes much deeper than just the college world series here yeah so this franklin scandal that started in omaha nebraska was centered on lawrence king who ran the defunct franklin community federal credit union in omaha nebraska He was alleged to have hosted lavish parties at which minors were sexually abused, and this went all the way up to Washington, D.C. A lot of this, uh, they tracked all the way up to the White House during Bill Clinton's administration, who they found out was also part of this big drug smuggling operation in Arkansas. But that's for a different... So how does anyone even... If this was coming out back then, like the the Clintons cannot be trusted. No. They, They cannot be trusted. There's but, been a lot of 
stories about them that have come out over the decades. And it's like, then what? Nothing happens. The media doesn't cover it and no one knows or people forget or most of the thing people don't know. People don't know because it doesn't get. Yeah, there's just something about Hillary where it's just like she is just so evil. I feel like mm-hmm. she can't, I can't trust her. I think I'm speaking for a lot of people. And it's not like I said, this it's not a Republican Democrat thing. It's that the Clintons suck. Mm-hmm. The Bushes suck. Dick Cheney, Cheney. Sucks. sucks. I mean, it, it goes throughout the whole the whole spectrum. Yeah. All these politicians. Yeah. All oh. of the most Skull and bones. We went to Yale yeah. together and we're gonna form this little clique together and we're gonna run the country, aren't we? Not only were they sexually abused at these parties held for the elite, they were part of these satanic rituals that trace all the way up to the highest levels of authority. After the committee was announced, there were claims of alleged abuse that was part of a widespread series of crimes, including devil worship, cannibalism, drug trafficking, and CIA arms dealing. And a lot of the victims that spoke out about this and a lot of kids that started telling these stories came from Boys Town. And when all of these stories were claimed false, they said that they perhaps originated from a fired employee of Boys Town who may have fueled the fire of rumor and innuendo because of personal grudges, but refused to name that someone as the source of the stories. And one of the women who actually came out and started talking about this, who was an adoptive parent to foster children, was Katherine Sorensen. It's important to mention that even though no one was ever convicted of these crimes, in 1991, Lawrence King pled guilty to assisting in embezzling $39 million and was sentenced to 15 years in prison. And that was a year after the trials were over in 1991. I'll get into some of the stuff about the case. When the Franklin jury heard the testimonies from two of these three victims, Franklin was ordered to pay them 800000 and they never saw any of that money. The main man who came forward to talk about what happened to him as a kid was Paul Bonacci. And all of this actually came to light from this woman who was running a daycare facility in Blair, Nebraska. Her name was Katherine Sorensen, and it's to my understanding that a lot of those children came from Boys Town, and she housed about 30 foster kids throughout her life. So she took in her first kid in January of 1986, and not long after, these kids started to divulge this information to her about being shuffled around the foster care system to child trafficking and prostitution networks and it was brought up by her first foster child Cornelia Webb who was 15 at the time so what does she do she goes to the police and all of these kids that started coming out with the same stories were given polygraph tests and all of them passed with their stories about what was going on at Boys Town you know how kids they're in Boys Town for a while. Someone, oh, okay, someone wants to adopt them, but sometimes they get sent back, etc., because mm-hmm. they're naughty or this or that. Um, one of my good friends from grade school was a foster kid, and I just felt so sorry because for her, because her little brother was, you know, he was on Ritalin, and I know he was like a naughty kid, but it just makes me think about, you know, kids that get shuffled through those systems, and then you don't even know that. You know, this is going on underneath it all. 
And if if people don't know what Boys Town is, if you're not from Omaha, it's it's a national. I mean, it's one of the most well known and recognized foster care youth rehabilitation centers. It was founded in the early 1900s by Father, Father Flanagan. Flanagan. We learn about that yeah. in elementary school. Yeah, he's a notable Nebraskan mm-hmm. that we all, you know, some famous Nebraskan people. And Boys Town is actually kind of in the middle of Omaha. It is classified as its own town, but it's really, it's surrounded by Omaha. And it's been around for, you know, over 100 years. And kids from around the country would go there back in the day, especially if they were orphans, to have a place that they could get an education and live and learn certain life skills and it's still it's still you know it's still around and that's their goals is you know rehabilitation for a lot of kids that are maybe they got in trouble they're 15 16 years old or in trouble with the law and well instead of you having to go to you know juvenile detention center you can go to boys town and serve there and do that okay well we'll go there so that is the background of boys town there's there's houses there that the kids live in they got family they got like a, a husband, wife, or a couple that kind of is in charge of that house. And they make sure, you know, that they're going to class, coming in on time. And, you know, mm-hmm. that that it's, it's rehabilitation. And it's really good for a lot of people. Yeah. But then you learn of these dark, sinister things that happened there. And it's like, I had no idea this was a mile from my house. Mm-hmm. I know. Back to uh, Catherine Sorensen, she noticed all of these patterns and all of these stories that she started hearing from all these foster kids which all pointed to satanic rituals pat tripp was the washington prosecutor at the time who said all the stories from the kids lined up you know they did the polygraph tests but they didn't press charges against the alleged abusers citing that kids have vivid imaginations Tripp also said that kids in nebraska just invented this and they didn't need to investigate it further and when all the allegations against King started happening in Nebraska, the police officers basically from all over town cited the same reasoning for no investigation. And that was because the kids invented or made up these abuses. That they were just saying it was fabrication. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in 1988, Catherine Sorensen appeared on Geraldo Rivera's devil worship exposing satan's underground on television she was giving her testimonials even stating in one of those clips that people are going to think that she's crazy you know this is to her it was coming out of nowhere and to the rest of the world that was going to be coming out of nowhere basically a few months after appearing on public access television Sorensen died in a head-on collision car accident i don't want to get too into it but we talked in the beginning about how there's all these mystery suicides and people accidents accidents princess die i was always in my head thinking just because you know she's in the limo and just how the accident happened i'm just like something is eerie about that right after she left the royal corrupt evil family so in Sorensen's car she had two foster children with her and then um the woman coming at her tina townsend of arlington nebraska swerved over the median on highway 30 and in the court documents they never mentioned what made tina townsend swerve across the center line there was no documentation oh she was intoxicated she was this like any normal police state would have so they leave out that crucial part of the story yes 
So another really interesting fact is John DeCamp is an attorney at law in in Nebraska, or he was, and he was a former Nebraska state senator. And he wrote a book in 1996, if you're interested in finding it, it's called The Franklin Cover-Up, Child Abuse, Satanism, and Murder in Nebraska. In his book, he defended Sorensen after her death. So he investigated Boys Town in Nebraska discovered that the system goes all the way up to the elite and some of the most respected politicians, businessmen, and lawmakers, particularly in Washington, D.C. They use these kids for sex and drug trading. And like we mentioned, so much more. Um, DeCamp was the first attorney to bring a child sexual abuse case to the Catholic Church. The first child sexual abuse case was to the entire Catholic Church from Mm -hmm. Omaha? To my understanding, he was the first one to do it publicly. It's just so, when you think of it, it just will baffle your mind that they cover these things up. And then your whole trust in the system gets broken down. Yeah. And why we also talked about MK Ultra and mind control in the beginning is not only do they groom these kids for their sex operations, but they groom them, groom them as their own Manchurian candidates. So DeCamp was also involved in the Columbine shooting in 1999. He was involved in that big case where the three kids that were convicted, Mark Taylor, Eric Harris, and Dylan Kleibold, they were all orphan children that had been trafficked and there's just never any justice. All of this stuff gets classified. Oh, we sealed those documents. It seems to just happen again and again with the Epstein stuff. Oh, we sealed, none of that's available. It's just been happening for decades and decades and decades. None of it's available and it gets sealed because the people in power who can do that do it because they are involved. Exactly. So when DeCamp was doing investigations on the Franklin Report in 1990, because, you know, uh, Catherine Sorensen kind of came out and that was 88. So in 1990, a private investigator in Omaha, Gary Caradori, who was hired by the Franklin Committee to investigate the allegations, found out there was a lot of stuff happening. He died in a plane crash with his eight-year-old son. Apparently, the plane disintegrated in midair near Chicago. Foul play was suspected by Caradori's brother, who was a state senator in Nebraska, and basically, there was nothing that the investigators could prove. They said, no definitive cause for the crash has been established. Again, they just cover it up. And they case closed. Case closed. Moving on. Yes, exactly. Joke. It's it's a joke. When I was doing my research on this, we've, the name Ted Gunderson has popped up during our research a few times. And I wanted to briefly uh, discuss the most expensive case in the history of this country, which is the McMartin preschool trial, where they found tunnels under this preschool by Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles. Basically, they were ushering kids underground in this preschool. This was the early 80s. And then they would fly them up to the elite in the Hollywood Hills. This is um, when the satanic panic was big. It just blew up. And the media was basically allowed to dismiss it, saying that the parents of these children just wanted money. That was another thing they said. Not only are these children telling you these fantasy stories for attention, the parents are coming forward because they want money. So that's really 
Not true. The parents wanted people to get arrested. That's all they wanted. So the McMartin preschool trial was a daycare sexual abuse case in the early 80s prosecuted by the Los Angeles District Attorney Ira Reiner. So members of the McMartin family who operated and owned the preschool, like I said, it was in Manhattan Beach, California, um, they were charged with hundreds of acts of sexual abuse of children in their care. Accusations were made in 1983, arrests, and the pre-trial investigation took place from 1984 to 1987. The trials ran from 87 to 1990. So this case lasted about seven years, but resulted in no convictions. All charges were dropped by 1990. By the case's end, it had become the longest and most expensive series of criminal trials in America's history. And again, it was all about these alleged satanic ritual abuses. So Ted Gunderson was an FBI special agent in charge and head of the Los Angeles FBI. He was an American author. He was a truth seeker. Eventually, after he left the FBI and did investigations like the Martin McMartin trials, they called him. He then got the um, label of a conspiracy theorist. Oh, they're going to call him a kook? Yeah, they are. A conspiracy theorist. You know, something why I wanted also to bring this up right now is Ted Gunderson graduated from the University of Nebraska at Lincoln in 1950. We do claim him. <laughs> we claim this we guy. We do claim him. We don't claim you, Dick Cheney. And, and some of his FBI casework included the death of Marilyn Monroe, the assassination of JFK, and I'm sure... I don't know. He retired from the FBI in 1980, and that's when he set up his private investigation firm, Ted L. Gunderson and Associates in Santa Monica, California. So he was involved in this big McMartin preschool case, and he made numerous confident statements supporting the truth of the supposed abuse ring and became a recognized spokesman of the dangers of satanic rituals. In a 1995 conference in Dallas, Texas, Gunderson warned about the proliferation of purported secret occultist groups and the danger posed by the New World Order. So he was he was he was getting down to so it. So he was talking about the New World Order too. Mm-hmm. He was. Yes. Wow. That was back in 1995. He also claimed that a slave auction in which children were sold by Saudi Arabian agents to men had been held in Las Vegas, that 4,000 ritual human sacrifices are performed in New York City every year, and that the 1990... How many? Um, that 4,000 ritual human sacrifices are performed in New York City every year. That that was one of the facts? Mm-hmm. That, so you're saying 4,000 kids are killed every year in new york city alone Mm -hmm. and this is in 1995 and that the 1995 bombing of the alfred p murrah federal building in oklahoma city i think we now refer it to as the big oklahoma city bombing was carried out by the u.s government I'm we not... talked about that in the 9-11 episode, too. Yeah. Because that's what they needed to get the anti-terror legislation. Right. They needed that many people dead. Then they can mm-hmm. strip your rights away. And Yeah. So when all of these reports came out from these kids in this preschool to their parents, Ted Gunderson hired an archaeologist named Dr. Gary Stickle from UCLA. They dug for tunnels under the schools. 
And what they found was that they'd been covered up with foreign dirt, meaning just different dirt than what the archaeologists found under there. Because they found this big avocado tree and there was part of the root. And then underneath what they dug to, there was no root. And then they found more of that avocado tree root off like nine feet. It was cut off and then it like, continued Mm. so they found this nine foot wide tunnel space underneath he refers to him in his report as classroom between classroom three and four in some of the stuff under the tunnels uh they found a pentagram drawing on a piece of paper or like this plate thing in one of the sandboxes and something that was really interesting to me is they found a handbag with Mickey and Minnie Mouse on it, like this little purse with a copyright date of 1982. So when they went under the underground and found that, it had to have been from the tunnel that they covered up because the building was built in the 60s. That Mickey Mouse Disney bag wouldn't have been there back in the 60s with a copyright date of 1982. So um, they started flying up to these places up in the California mountains by San Bernardino um, up in LA they were all over the place because the children claimed that they were taken up a triplex where the archaeologists wound up finding a trapdoor in the bathroom of this triplex and the kids claimed that they were taken through there and prostituted out into the communities flown up into the mountains Gunderson had an informant that had an idea where the children were being taken up in Crestline It was impossible to see this like tunnel entrance from the streets because, you know, in California, everything's up in mountains and it's so Mm -hmm. windy, hilly. So you couldn't see it from the road because there was just so much natural landscape there just like growing and you couldn't see it driving up the mountain at all. Um, They found a dungeon there. And there was a drop hole of two and a half by three feet where they presumed the children were sacrificed before they were killed. So they were being flown up into Hollywood mm-hmm. and they uncover this dungeon sacrificing these these kids for adrenochrome. Yeah, which Can- is basically when they torture and scare the shit out of a kid that their adrenaline until their adrenaline is at its highest and then they drink the blood mm-hmm. the, this is this is the kind of evil we're talking about in our world and then leo rubin was one of the district attorneys who he wanted to take up into the hollywood hills and show him where these tunnels were located Uh, Perez was the last name of the prosecutor of the case, and they wound up not being interested in looking at where these tunnels were. Why? Because there were celebrities, household name politicians, and athletes named by the abusers. Hollywood is one of the number one members of this group. Yeah. Hollywood cannot be trusted. No. And so many of the actors that we know today... Back in the back when they were kids, they were being trafficked around. They were being taken advantage of. They were being assaulted mm-hmm. and raped. Yeah, and it's 
and it's taking place in Hollywood where all of your favorite celebrities are. What does the commandment say? The second commandment, make no idol. You're not supposed to worship these celebrities and idols, but that's exactly what they want you doing. But also go back go back and look at the mainstream right now and all the music videos by like Katy Perry or the whoever. one where she's basically the, chopped up and she's like in yeah and then you got the illuminati eye all over it look at the halftime the super bowl halftime show this year there's illuminati symbols all over it mm-hmm. and then you then it then it cuts over to what's her what's her name ice spice oh and yeah. she's got the upside down cross and she's doing the little hand signature signatures of is it baphomet the devil, I guess. The, the the demon, whatever demon that is, like they're idolizing it, and they're it's like they it's they think that they're cool by doing it, and that they're hip. But if they're fully in the Illuminati, they know what they're doing, and they actually are fully into it. They're not just do like I think a lot of them. I, I think some of them might be doing it for show. Some people out there are just like, oh yeah, I'm a Satanist because it's cool, dude. They think it's rebellious and cool, and that's also you know what what they want to by putting that out into the media. Do you understand? Do people understand what Satanists do? You understand it's evil. Yeah. Like, I don't think they, and then you have ice spice up there throwing those symbols. Like, Oh, I'm so cool. Look at me. All the kids, who looks up to you? I don't know. I'm sorry, but like, so weird. She was up there in Taylor Swift's suite. And then you see all of the other big some of the highest paid stars like Beyonce and Jay-Z are always there and they're always throwing up symbols. Yeah. I can't speak for every celebrity and I won't, but there yeah, are certain not- ones and Lady Gaga was in the crowd and she's always doing these really weird blood ritual performances, which I always thought, you know, all my friends loved her and stuff and it just wasn't my cup of tea. I like some, I liked some of her songs, but so it was just like, why did who thought of this as a, an idea for a performance? Lady Gaga is super good friends with and like the uh, the not the mentor but the ment what is the the, the mentee the, is that what it is to Marina say her last name Abramovich Abramovich Marina Abramovich um now we're not making claims yeah. on Lady Gaga or anything but we're just saying look into it. Yeah. It's a little strange. All this, the who the, who are they rubbing shoulders with, I and mean, why, and why do these people rise to the top and get paid so much money? It's just like you got to think about it in the world in the construct that we live in. It's selling your soul to Hollywood, aka the devil. Yeah. You're selling your soul to the devil for yeah. fame. And now, like we said, this isn't all of them. No, this isn't all of them. Mm-mm. But we know a lot of them are involved here, and justice will be served. Yes, it will. We, we we put this up on like every single streaming platform that we can. So, it if it gets taken down off one, don't worry, it's on all the others. Yeah, exactly. They make people sound like lunatics who come out and try are trying to get rid of all of this evil on our planet. But I don't think in the mainstream media 
nothing isn't done by design it's a psychological war it's a war against good and evil and if they don't keep you trapped in the left and right paradigm that they created then they can't psychologically work you like they want to they want us arguing over climate change when over in reality, this dumb stuff just we, distraction stuff we have the zero point ener- energy technology what well, we don't the people don't the military contractors do and the the patent office and all that they have it they won't yeah. release it they want us arguing over things like climate change and gun rights mm-hmm. the real thing going on the real issue going on here is human trafficking yeah, yeah. but it's you don't it's not the main topic that they're talking about and yeah and that's what pisses me off and then it's it's bullshit when people when something catastrophic happens and then all of the celebrities post on it on social media and then everyone is resharing it and saying that you need to repost this and talk about it it's like nope and that's what sucks about the celebrities it's like they're not coming out saying anything either and even if they aren't part of it a lot of them know about it and that sucks Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the It Can't Be a Joke podcast. This is now officially our full-time profession, and we will continue to research, explore, and raise awareness around the subjects that we deem are vital for humanity as a whole to be discussing. If you are enjoying our podcast, please feel free to show support on our link tree tip jar. And don't forget to follow us on X, Instagram, YouTube, and Rumble. We love you all and are eager to keep blasting off with you. And please, despite them trying to cover our sky, don't stop looking up.